Hey guys, it's Drew. Tom and Chi Granville is back with some impressive meal deals. Here's what you can look forward to if you stop by and get cheesy. If you're always searching for the kids' menu, look no further than Tom and Chi, where kids under 12 eat free from 4 to 8 p.m. every Tuesday. Or enjoy half-off grilled cheese donuts every Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m. And if you download the free Tom and Chi app, pop in every Thursday and get $3 classic grilled cheese sandwiches. Tom and Chi is also proud to support Chia. I think that's how I say it. A locally made vegan cheese that tastes so good, cows are starting to get jealous. Find Tom and Chi on 44th Street in Granville near Cabela's. Hey guys, this is Bad Car, artist from Backroll, and I'm close personal friend with the Corners. Solicitous salutations and welcome to episode number, what, 146 of the Quarter Nerds podcast? It's the only podcast that refuses to learn its lesson. It keeps handing me the microphone. I'm Captain Dick Sledge and sitting across the computer screen from me is our newest member of the Quarter Nerds, Marjorie Steele. Welcome to the Z-Team, Marge. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting. Uh, As you all know, we deal with the four pillars of nerdery. Those being gaming, comics, movies, wrestling, TV, games again, tech, food, and beer. Math might not be our strong suit. So without further ado, uh, let's start this rolling and actually talk about beer. Sound good? Uh, yes, please. I mean, we're both drinking it, so that seems appropriate. It seems appropriate. So, uh, I am actually drinking tonight, uh, a beer by New Belgium, uh, brewery called Voodoo Ranger. It has a skeleton in a ranger uniform adorning its cover with a gold tooth. Uh, it is an IPA. Uh, and if you look at the beer advocate rating of Voodoo Ranger... Uh, it's sitting at a 3.8 out of 5, which is a very good rating. Uh, it has an alcohol by volume of 7%. Uh, the notes uh, listed uh, by New Belgium on their beer is bursting with tropical aromas and juicy fruit flavors from Mosaic and Amarillo hops. This golden IPA is perfectly bitter with a refreshing sublime finish. Um... I disagree. <laughs> is it a drinkable IPA? Yeah, it's drinkable. Uh, if there was a six-pack of it lying around, would I leave it there? No, I'd drink it because I'm a <laughs> brooding alcoholic. But uh, <laughs> are there other IPAs that are much better? Yes. And now, I am a hop-forward kind of guy, and so... When I drink my beer, I like a, a beer with an IBU of at least above 70. And they don't even list the IBUs on any of the reviews that I see here, which is a 201 reviews. And I can't place this above 40. It's it's just so mild. It, it doesn't really... While there's a little bit of flavor, it doesn't make itself memorable. And so I am going to rate this guy a 2.2 out of 5. Uh, which would be a 4.4 out of 10. Uh, apparently, I can do math. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a 5 out of 5? Or are you, like, weighting it slightly lower? No, it's like a 2.2 out of 5. Would oh, 2.2. I'm sorry, 2.5. Wow. I'm the one who's bad at math. It must be because <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> Welcome to the show. What are you drinking? So... 
Right now I'm drinking my standard, which I've talked about in Reverse Centaur, which is uh, Shorts Brew. I do love Shorts Brew. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a creative, and I'm just a sucker for their labels. They're so cute. Um, Soft Parade. I love, love, love Soft Parade. I can drink this all day long, despite the fact that it makes me really, really drunk, which means that it's a a bad idea for me to drink it all day long. Um, but, (laughs) But it's... It's got that hint of strawberry, but it's not like sugary sweet. And it's like just, I'm not used to reviewing beer. It's, it's got just like a full enough body to mm. like keep you interested, but it doesn't have that light frothy Pilsner taste that kind of makes your stomach really queasy. So I feel like it's got a really good balance of bitters and sweet that like it, it just settles in your stomach really well and also it has a higher than usual than my usual alcohol content which means that one and a half and i'm <clears throat> silly uh so given all that where would you put this out of the uh, one through five scale one through five. Oh, i'd have to give uh I mean, there's different beers for different occasions, right? You know, mm-hmm. do you want to do you want to get shit faced while you, you know, do, you know, blow with your old college roommates? I'm assuming I've never done blow or had college roommates. <laughs> I, 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 I read books in college, so I, but I'm just, that's a thing that some people would do, right? Right. You know, drink PBR. All of our um, listeners are currently doing blow with their college roommates. <laughs> Let's hope so. You know, YOLO, YOLO. Um, uh, but, you know. Nice drinking. I don't like to drink too much beer, right? No, it's calories, calories. You know, when I when I get a good bang for your buck. So that that being considered, uh, I'd have to give it a four point five. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a nine out of ten. So go to your local uh, beer store or packy, as they call them here in New England, and have yourself what Marjorie is drinking right now. Mm, soft parade so parady <laughs> moving on uh i got <laughs> i got some movie news uh movies being a pillar of nerdery uh would you like to hear it yes please okay wait i feel i feel the need to do an intro movie news by sledge oh no, no you see if you listen to any of the other casts it's always john well. does movies so i'm gonna actually do <laughs> John does movies. Oh, perfect. All right. So, with the World Cup... That was a nice visual our listeners can't hear, but it was a cute little dance, and he was making the face. It was good. Uh, Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. It's a special event just for me. (laughs) All right. With the World Cup set to distract much of the worldwide audience this month, Universal Pictures is going ahead with its dinosaur sequel, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Early in the UK... And many European territories opening this Friday and a full two weeks ahead of everywhere else, including the U.S. No shit. This yeah. Friday? This Friday in the U.K. Uh, as a Bullshit. result. Yeah. All, as a result, the review embargo on the film is breaking early and the first full reviews are out. The verdict. It's not good. Oh, but no. more interesting is that said reviews aren't so uniform. They're mixed and quite divisive. Some really like it, and some hate it with the passion of a thousand suns. As of the time of this writing, the film holds a 95% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, a 53 out of 100 on Metacritic. 
Do you say 95%? 65. 65. Oh, yikes. So, yeah, it, it is still fresh, but just barely so. Both scoring lower than the film's predecessor, but only just by a bit. Uh, even as many reviews suggest, it's better than Jurassic World. Here's a sampling of two reviews that I found. Uh, quote, Despite some familiar echoes, Fallen Kingdom takes a big, brave, irrevis- irresistible strides, uh, delivering tantalizing logical conclusions from Michael Crichton's premise and setting up a brave new world for this trilogy's final chapter. Uh, this is from Empire Magazine. So, very reputable source. Uh, from IndieWire, however, quote, The franchise's latest entry takes its cues from the knuckle-headed plotting of the, and CGI overload of Jurassic World, where supersized dinos face dumb capitalists and bleeding-heart uh, environmentalists toil to save the day. We all know the drill. End quote. Uh, even, Ouch. I know, right? Uh, I, IO9, one of my one of my favorites, Kinja, Kinja sources, uh, quote, Maybe what Claire said in the first Jurassic World is right. Maybe we've just become so desensitized to seeing dinosaurs running around and eating people that we need something new and bigger to impress us. Unfortunately, this isn't it. End quote. Uh, while Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom comes out here on June 22nd, uh, these reviews, you know don't spell great news for the film in the U.S. Uh, however, I still think it's probably going to make a, a buttload of money because everybody wants to see dinosaurs. In the theater, especially. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's a thing. And with, I mean, Solo kind of stagnating, you know, right now, uh, I can see wh- where if Jurassic World can come in and just like, take over the box office for maybe a month. Uh, but that's that's just me spitballing, me guessing. Interesting. What did uh, Jurassic World get on, on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, well, that would be some good information that I would, you know, happen to have handy. Jurassic World was 71% on okay. Rotten Tomatoes, and of course, none of you heard the long delay that it took me to get here. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. And so, so oh, since uh, I looked before, Jurassic World is down, one, uh, Fallen Kingdom is down 1%. So that Interesting. must Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Hindsight. I'm still yeah. going to see it. Gonna go see it. I mean, yeah, I I really liked Jurassic World. I it's I was really impressed in the uh, trailers. There's all of these allusions to like the old ones. Okay, so like in the kids' room in the trailer, like there's this scene where it's like the kids' room and there's this wallpaper with all the vines crawling up the ce- up the ceiling and there's all of these you know <clears throat> classic allusions to these imageries. From the original trilogy and, you know, call that direct pandering to fans. But, I mean, works for me. That looks like fun. All right. Uh, That's what I have to say about that. Do you have any uh, movie news or rumorations? Uh, Okay, so real quick. Uh, Not movie news. I have been going back and reviewing uh, the Matrix trilogy. Ooh. 
right? Uh, and mostly just because, okay, so this is real weird and I, I won't spend much time on this, I promise, but I've been reading through the Nag Hammadi, <laughs> which is, you know, as, as one does, as you know, one does. as one does, uh, which is the, basically the compilation of the, you know, uh, Gnostic gospels that were discovered in some cave in the, uh, 1950s, 1960s. Anyway, uh, I, like I'm reading through these and I'm like, oh my God, this is the matrix. Like the matrix is Gnostic. So <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I could, I could go on, but basically I realized that the matrix is, uh, basically like a modern, like tech skin put on the Gnostic gospel. So I went back through and I watched it and, um, sure enough, as I originally remember, the matrix is brilliant and amazing and incredibly relevant. And it's two sequels are complete and unintelligible <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, it's like, hey, wait a minute. We made a lot of money. Uh, let's keep making money. The fuck, man? The whole weird love triangle be or the the love thing between Neo and Trinity. They they had no chemistry. It was so forced. It was just so awkward. I'm going to be honest. I never Please. saw the third one. I saw the second one and I was like, nope, I'm done. I couldn't I just I couldn't not fall asleep during it. I'm like, really? <laughs> Both times. I have watched them now. <laughs> is there is there a place uh, where listeners could go see your ruminations on the Matrix trilogy? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I haven't written it yet. They can visit Court of Nerds, and I will write about. Uh, they can read it when I when I write about it. The Gnostic oh. Gospels. I've been writing poetry about the Gnostic Gospels over at Cosgirl. If anybody cares to read that. All right, and so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, moving on from Gnostic Christianity correlations to the Matrix trilogy. Yeah. Uh, how about television? Uh, that's a that's a pillar. And uh, wouldn't you know, writer, producer, director, possible misogynist Joss Whedon uh, is set to ex- uh, executive produce a half an hour comedy series called Pippa Smith, Grown Up Detective for the streaming service Freeform. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this name. Shibalon Thompson and Rebecca Drysdale created a half-an-hour dark comedy that follows a 20-something who played a former kid sleuth on television as she deals with relationships, addiction, and being too old for this detecting game bullshit. Uh, Each episode, Pippa solves a new case while unraveling a bigger mystery and attempting to navigate a messy personal life. Whedon and Drysdale are serving as executive producers alongside Drew Buckley, Jillian Vogel, and Sam Reich. The series will join Freeform's current slate, including Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, Gronish, The Perfectionist, and Siren. The network recently called fan-favorite series Shadowhunters after three seasons. So, uh, yeah, kind of seems like more Buffy the Vampire kind of stuff from, from Joss. There's a market for it. People will eat it up. Uh, I... I don't know. Does doesn't sound like my cup of tea. Would, why would do you, you say why do you say Joss is a possible sexist? Oh, well there was uh accusations levied against him uh months ago at the kind of the start of the Me Too movement mm-hmm. painting him as a uh uh as whether he was talking down to women 
or you know having being touchy gropey feely Grope, touchy, gropey, feely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that like, m- like molesting you with your with with emotions. Like, yeah, uh, what? M- I, I think it was more the actual handsy kind of stuff than than uh, talking down. Uh, I'd have to pull up some of the actual articles, but uh, was that about the whole emotional affair? Because like his ex-wife was like, ah, oh, Joss Whedon was having emotional affairs with his coworkers, like then that like I because I remember that and I remember digging into it. That's what all roads led to, and I was like, oh, this is it. His ex-wife says that he was having emotional affairs. Oh, oh really? <laughs> okay. I just I, I I don't know. You know, as a resident nerd. <laughs> As, as as a girl on the, on the Court of Nerds, I just want to say personally that I think that that kind of like hypersensitivity is bullshit. Um, I think that it sounds like gossip. And I think that Joss Whedon's career speaks for itself. He has written incredible creative work, which is relevant to um, humanity and is useful in raising the vibration of humanity. And I think that his work has been... Um, really, really uplifting for women, and I am just, yeah, not a, a big fan of the whole, like, oh, no, so-and-so said so, that so-and-so happened, and no, oh, no, now he's a sexist, whatever. Like, I think that we should just let his work speak for itself, I guess is what I'm saying. And uh, being a man, I am not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> right, see, that's why I could say it, because I can, and I just wanted to say it. And also, this new series looks maybe interesting, but not quite as interesting as Dollhouse or, or Firefly, let's be honest. Oh my goodness, Firefly. Uh, m- m- you have nerds already weeping, just mentioning that name. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm crying inside right now. But also, also Dollhouse, I mean, come on, we, Dollhouse was more of a dark horse, but if you stuck with it through the end, it was just, oh my god, it ripped your heart out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I watched one episode, and it was because a friend of mine said uh, Elijah Dushku's in it, and uh, I was <laughs> yes, like, okay. Is. Oh, yeah, definitely in many outfits. <laughs> and so uh, I, I watched one episode, and it didn't, didn't grab me. And so, uh, yeah, that, that said, I mean, there's plenty of shows that, you know, you'll, sure. that probably are good. Uh, John has repeatedly told us how good Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has become over the past season. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. And uh, mm. I have yet to pick it back up. I stopped watching after season two. I I couldn't do the whole, the lifelike model devices, the L... MD or LDM or whatever. Yeah, it was like, okay, everybody has a copy of one another. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay. All right. So, so, Hey, see, this is why we have a whole court, right? Because different people stick with different things and like them and blah, blah, blah. And we can have different opinions and the people that have different opinions than the two of us are of course wrong. Uh, Obviously. Obviously. Uh, do you have anything on TV? Uh, just, I mentioned again on Reverse Centaur that I'm going to be writing a piece about uh, the Ninja Turtles 3D series, which I am super in love with and super sad that they just uh, wrapped their last season, season five, which was gorgeous, and the intro was Cowboy Bebop style, and um really awesome i know that there's a reboot like another completely different reboot coming out um i've looked at the artwork i'm kind of like eh, but trying not to be skeptical uh oh i'm completely skeptical on the do, do on you the do thing. you hate it already uh i 
that's the problem. Hate is a is a strong word. Um, uh, I will I will watch it, and then after watching it, I will declare that I hate it. Um, the uh, good to keep an open mind. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I loved Nickelodeon's uh, take on uh, the re- most recent take on Ninja Turtles. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of it, mainly because my son. Uh, whom I watch most of the cartoons with, uh, wasn't at an age early on where you know he was ready to handle all the kick-butted Ninja Turtleness. That's uh, a lot. That's a yeah. lot. And so uh, I I lost a good you know three years of mm. that Ninja Turtles. Uh, but having recently seen uh, the the latest season and stuff, uh, it's it is solidly probably the best ninja turtles since the original oh my god that in in the fifth season they did obviously a lot of unique things you know they had a lot of they just they were really playing right you know they did vampires they you know played with the time dimension they went back and did backstories of splinter being a single dad to these four young turtles and we get the origin story of how raft shell breaks and splinter loses his shit uh, oh my oh it was just i mean i'm i'm almost crying just thinking about it like i remember watching my husband watch it and just be like oh so moving and beautiful and i have to say honestly um I mean, my daughter is six, right? And she discovered Ninja Turtles 3D. I tried to turn around to, of course, my Ninja Turtles, the you know, 1980s versions. Yeah. She was like, this is interesting. And then she found the new one on Hulu and she was like, this is better. And I was like, you're right. It is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I mean, you know, watching her watch it, like April is incredible. She becomes a full-blown ninja. She has... M- like kinetic powers she can move things with her brain she's amazing karai has a fascinating blended story backstory it's just you know as a as as a parent now as a nerd parent it's just the kind of content that i feel really really good about having in my household you know Uh, and yeah now that my son's older you know it's step actually you want to side side note you want to know what show he wants to watch all the time what megas xlr you know the 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 show that lasted only two seasons on Cartoon Network between the years two thousand one and two thousand two, uh, that uh, was a parody of uh, essentially anime uh, that had a couple of guys from Jersey roll around in a giant robot from the future. You know, doing wrestling moves on giant monster aliens. That's fantastic. And that is deep nerd. Everything is tongue in cheek all the time, and they reference everything, you know, that was pop culture at the time. And like, it, you know, some things like I'm, I'm kind of watching them because you know, there's references and stuff that are, of course, above a a five year old's ability to comprehend, and it's just like. Yes, talking about sen- secondary motion engines in volleyball video games. Yes, <laughs> it makes the backgrounds look great. Uh, and so it's like all these different references and stuff during during that period of time. And he just, all he wants to do is watch that show. He's like, Dad, can we watch Omegas? It's like, you've seen every episode like three times now, you know? 
Uh, and he's like, oh, it's okay. I want to watch this episode. I want, I want to watch the episode where the Regis Mark V, you know, comes comes crashing to Earth. I'm like, okay, fine. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Oh, kids, they make us relive our childhood and re-examine who we are as humans. And maybe should make us re-examine who we are as parents. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know, I took my daughter to see a Batman movie when she was three months old, so I figure, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, so, moving on, games. Uh, I'm going to start out talking about something that happened this past week uh, that actually uh, Greg uh, really wanted to talk about, but we couldn't get together. Uh, it's uh, been, after about 24 hours of teasing on their official live stream, Bethesda has revealed their newest game in a series, and guess what? It's not Elder Scrolls. Instead of breathing life into a new game uh, of their fantasy realm, uh, whose last title released seven years ago, it is revealed that the next installment will be in its post-apocalyptic series, Fallout in the game Fallout 76. It's set for release on PC, PS4, and Xbox One, and the next game looks to focus a lot more on life within the insular inner worlds of the vaults. And, you know, what comes afterward. In Fallout 76, players will take on a role of the Vault Dweller, an underground bunker known as Vault 76, set before even the original Fallout, as shown from the clock and calendar in the trailer. Fallout 76 will focus on efforts of the citizens to try to survive an increasingly hostile world 20 years after a nuclear apocalypse. Focusing on retro-futuristic style, the aesthetic and tone of the far-flung future from a perspective of the past, Fallout 76 shows out a more cheerful approach to it, which will likely shatter the once the Vault Dweller opens the vault door to the outside world. According to Fallout lore, Vault 76, which was referenced in Fallout 3 and 4, uh, was one of vault few control vaults. While the vaults functioned as advertised for all of its inhabitants, the controlled vaults were designed to open its doors for the purpose of repopulation after a set period of time. By and large, the vaults were poorly designed or were set up to fail, and the few control vaults in existence were successful in their mission, bringing humanity back out of the irradiated landscape. While we're not quite sure what sort of game 76 will be, it's fair to say that it will focus on the efforts of the vault dwellers as they try to survive in an unfamiliar and hostile world. Though we all got this reveal and quick trailer, Bethesda was quick to state that we must uh, wait to see what they have in store for us at E3, which is, uh, from the date of this record, seven days away. So maybe check back with us next week for more on the new Fallout game. Do you, do you play a lot of Fallout? <laughs> oh, I'm useless in this category. Uh, um, I'm, yeah. I, it's, I wish Greg were here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg actually did get geek, and don't, don't get me wrong, I love Fallout. I love me some Fallout. And that sounds really to, interesting. Yeah, he was quick to point out um, that he, the engine looks the same as Fallout 4's. And that it's kind of, he thinks it's going to be the the Fallout New Vegas to Fallout Four, which Fallout New Vegas was built off of Fallout Three, and so like I can I can totally see, I think he's dead on with that. It's just it's going to share assets. Um, it's just going to be set in a different time period with maybe a few different mechanics to to play around with it. Uh, they already said that the building and crafting system is going to be in there from Fallout Four, so. 
am I going to buy this? Well, yeah, of course. And I will probably sink like 120 hours into it. But well, I really... of course, on your new 4K TV. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and here's, but here's the thing. What I wouldn't give for a new Elder Scrolls game. Mm. Like, <laughs> now the mod community and stuff out there is great, keeping Skyrim alive. But my god, how long, like, nobody's playing Elder Scrolls online. I'm sorry if you are playing Elder Scrolls. If you're actually playing Elder Scrolls Online, I'm sorry. Dude, it's always surprising who is playing in the online communities of these old games, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, do you have anything to talk about in games? Games? I, I, I'm, I'm really boring when it comes to games, honestly. I, you know, I've, I've been pecking away at my Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. <laughs> game after I, for some reason, strangely deleted my last game like i beat the whole game right yeah Yeah, no it was i I don't necessarily regret it because i'm having i'm having honestly i'm kind of glad that i did because i'm having a really good time going through it like i i'm that type of person who as you guys know i love spoilers i always read the last page of the book so when i'm doing like a really massive game like that i tend to just like crash through it because i need to know what happens so um yeah so i'm taking more time and doing more side quests and things like that this time but the first time i Got all the way all the way through, and then got to uh, the uh, the DLC packs, and got to the new uh, trial of whatever the one that takes forever. And I just got frustrated and decided that instead of continuing to try to beat it, I would just delete my whole game and start from scratch. So that's what I've been doing. Um, yeah, not very exciting. Breath of the Wild, Zelda. It's it's a I don't, I don't have a whole lot of spare time for gaming, so uh, it's enough for me. But I really enjoy watching my husband. Kyle's been replaying Skyrim again with some of the new mods that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, my writers over at Cosgirl have been writing about Skyrim lately. So um, it's, I, I have to say it's really interesting to see like these games that are now considered vintage um, kind of coming back into style, and we're seeing like video game remakes be a thing which i just feel like makes me feel kind of old because you know we were kids when they were coming around the first time and now it's like oh yeah remakes vintage were that that said we are old as balls as grant would say yes Uh, i am just going to flash something in front of the screen uh and get marjorie's reaction Uh, I just showed her the GM screen for uh, Starfinder, uh, but more on that later. Hello, <gasps> teaser! You are such a tease. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, so am I glob, Kevin? Why don't you tell us more about it? I'm sorry. I told you LSP would come out. <laughs> uh, all right, fine. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We're gonna drop tech. And we're going to talk about Starfinder. That's right. Oh, my God. Gaming is so much more exciting than tech anyway. All right. So uh, I'm forcing the Reverse Centaurs crew uh, to play Starfinder with me. Uh, And I'm going to try to uh, incorporate their D&D characters uh, into it. Uh, It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a mashup. Oh, it's going to be a mashup. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Starfinder is essentially Pathfinder in space. Uh, Pathfinder is essentially Dungeons and Dragons 3.5. All right. And so if for when, when Dungeons and Dragons came out with fourth edition, 
everybody kind of revolted and 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 hated fourth edition after 3.5 because mm-hmm. in many people's minds 3.5 was perfection uh then this company called paizo created this system that looked nearly identical to 3.5 called pathfinder that had all the races and a lot of the settings and stuff that was very similar to dungeons and dragons and so people migrated to that and pathfinder was a runaway success to be honest, it is much bigger and more complex than Pathfinder or D&D in the essence that there are more things that you can do. So think of your your role-playing experience, and usually you're, you, you, you find your MacGuffin, you go from here, you go to there, you do an adventure, you do a dungeon delve and stuff like that. Well, this, this, this has that too. Uh, it was with all the kind of exploring, but there's also things like ship battles and interstellar travel that take place. Uh, and so, uh, yes, uh, I will, you guys will, of course, be, be having a ship that you will have to acquire, uh, in some means. And by God, I hope one of you know how to fly it. Oh boy. Wow. I'm not quite sure how to prepare for that or what, what spell to cast. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So uh, stay tuned to the Reverse Centaurs feed uh, for this to take place. Not sure when Grant's going to wrap up the next story arc and give way to me for for me to get some revenge on him uh, for all the things that he po- made the poor hero of our story, Fripp Shallows. Oh, the hero of our story. The hero. Good thing, yeah. you know, good, good thing I'm the smart one. At least somebody will be able to figure out things in this new world. <laughs> Absolutely. You know it's true. Eighteen intelligence, baby. Come on. Whew. Oh man, but you know, don't don't piss off the game master. He might knock that down for some reason. So, whoa, and, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What a, what a dick. <laughs> oh, what a dick he is. Anyway, dungeon masters. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, comics. Uh, I'm just gonna point directly for comics uh, to Grant Stoys, our own Grant Stoys from the Corden Nerds. Uh, Grant his baby. Artic- yeah, our, uh, the, our current dungeon master. Uh, right. He wrote an article about the return of Wolverine uh, today. Read rant for rant's sake. Get off, uh, get off the pot, Marvel, by our own Grant Stoy, uh, who uh, who thinks for some reason that having claws heat up for no apparent reason is is a bad thing. I, I'd actually agree with him. Why Wolverine's claws just randomly heat up? I don't know. Uh, but apparently it's a new mutant power, guys. Hooray. Mm, what? To have things randomly heat up? Well, what? Ha- seriously, what happens when, like, all right, let's say it's the friction of him, like, popping his claws and it superheats his claws and stuff like that. What happens when he pulls them back in? Right, I mean, that adamantium goes throughout his skeleton. Like, like that's no good. You don't want that. I mean, you know, conducting that heat throughout your body. Yeah, that sounds I'm- terrible. Cook him. Yeah. All right. I mean, I know he has a healing factor and all now, but let's let's be honest. That's not comfortable. Anyway, no. moving on. Do you have any comic book news? Uh, not comic book news, except random tidbit. Wolverine was Kamala Khan's mentor during her early days. Uh, Kamala Khan being, of course, Ms. Marvel, who is adorable and fabulous and fantastic. And I was like, squeeing when, you know, she needed a mentor and the mentor who showed up was Wolverine. So there, there's my tie-in. 
All right. Uh, so wrestling. Uh, <laughs> I am not the wrestling guy or guys. Uh, all I have to say is I was look. I was trying. Like Ben has given me a list of things to learn. Uh, and I don't know what bridge means in wrestling, but man, does it sound sexy. I, I can show you what it means in yoga. Uh, well, let, let's keep it PG-13. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's not a visual medium. Yoga away. Anyway. Uh, it's not one of those poses. I mean, oh I don't boy. know. It depends on how you look at it. Uh, do you have anything for wrestling? No. No, I do not. I do not, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We are going to have something for wrestling here very shortly. Pay attention to the thecourtofnerds.com uh, and wait for the all-in uh, that is coming up very soon. Uh, I should probably have been able to talk more intelligently about this, but uh, I have been drinking for a while. Yay! Uh, that's all I have, uh, Miss Steele. Do, oh. do, you, do you have anything else to add? Well, I just, I just wanted to, to um, say how excited I am to join the Court of Nerds, but also to maybe clear up. I think it was uh, Drew on the last episode had some. Um, I, I think that he described me as a pixie. In the flesh. <laughs> and said very, very nice things about me, which was uh, way too nice. So you guys should totally lower your expectations. But also the, the the bit about the mom. You guys totally only think that I'm a mom because I was there with my children at that time and was totally in mom mode. I'm just I, I'm I'm just saying I don't I don't necessarily agree with the mom label and probably in saying that in an annoyed tone I am fulfilling that role. Well, you know, that just means that the nickname will stick all the more. Right, right. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I I, I forgot. I forgot the rules. I feel like oh, this is what I was going to say. I feel like I'm back in middle school and for the first time in my life, I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> so, yeah, we're referencing we give each other nicknames on Messenger all the time and they constantly change. <laughs> and uh so for a while like uh Marjorie's name is Mom and it keeps getting changed right. back to Mom whenever <laughs> there's another change. Right. Right. Right, although you changed it to Supermom today, which was which was complimentary. I changed Kevin's to uh um 98 degrees backup singer. <laughs> well, I mean that that was all in reference to uh picture. Never let's not go there. That, Inside probably... jokes friends, we're friends. Yay. <laughs> so, uh I'm going to actually wrap this rambling close uh to an end. So, I'm uh Kevin uh, from the Coordinator saying bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Feels like a lifetime I've been falling. Feels like a while since I've been down. I know that nothing lasts forever. Especially not the things right now.